Welcome, everybody. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, apologies, we couldn't hold it yesterday as scheduled because um, internet uh, showed us pepper, and I think it was nationwide. Uh, so that's why we are holding it today. From next week, it gets back to uh, usual Tuesdays. Um, I don't know who is in a quiet place. Femi, are you in a quiet place to lead us in opening prayers? No, sir. No, sir. Okay. okay. Who else is there? Um, Brother Isaac or Pastor Isaac, are you in a quiet place, sir, to lead us in opening prayers? It's the brother, sir. Father, we thank you for this evening. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the seed of your word that we sown souls tonight. Glorified Father in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pray that the seed will fall on the fertile soul and that our soul be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, mighty Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. So the book of yeah, thank you, sir. The book of Philemon, very short chapter. Actually, the shortest in the New Testament, um, and it's a bit different from uh, the other letters of Paul. Uh, uh, and we'll just we'll, we'll look at the the whole difference uh, in a bit. Uh, but let's just read the memory scripture together. That's Philemon chapter one verse sixteen. Philemon has got only one chapter, so it's Philemon verse sixteen. Um, it says. No longer slaves, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in flesh and in the Lord. Uh, this is a very, very, I'm trying to see if I can share my notes with you, but this is a very, very uh, uh, emotional uh, letter that Paul wrote. And I will just give a, 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 a brief overview um, of the context behind this letter uh, so that we can, we can better appreciate what Paul uh, was trying to say here. Uh, uh, there, there was a church that, that, was, that was started in Colossae um, by Epiphanus, Paul's contemporary or Paul's uh, yeah, contemporary. Uh, and um, uh, uh, Philemon was part of the of the members or, or the founding members uh, of that church. Uh, okay, I'm trying to just get to my notes. Uh, so, uh, was part of the founding members of that church uh, uh, in in Ephesus. So, and is um, uh, a slave. Another thing we know about this guy is that he's a slave owner. Uh, uh, Philemon. Philemon was a slave owner, and in those days, for you to own a slave, uh, you're a big boy. I mean, it's not just it's not just anybody who, who was able to own slaves in those days. So uh, he's a big boy. He's, he's quite rich, uh, and he was able to command. I mean, Paul was able to command him as a son. Now, this letter was written. Okay, let me just get to my notes, and then. Uh, show you a bit the, the theological parts of the background. Then um, 
we look at the uh, how it's how it affects us uh, uh, these days. So uh, 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 Paul wrote this from prison. Uh, obviously, uh, we could uh, there are several things uh, that happened. I mean, there are, there are several internal evidences in the book that shows that uh, it was written from prison. Um, so. Um, so Philemon and Epiphanes started a church in Colossae, like I said. Um, now, Onesimus was a slave to uh, Philemon. So Paul was writing this letter on behalf of Onesimus to Philemon. Now, Onesimus ran away. And in those days, the punishment for runaway slaves is death. I mean, it could do, and we know when people run away, in fairness, whether you believe it or not, although the Bible didn't tell us the, 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 the situation surrounding is running away, but a lot of the times when people run away from such situation, they actually run away with something or with, with a, maybe a stole, maybe a hair. We don't know, uh, but you run away. Uh, and um, uh, and the, 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 uh, and Paul, uh, actually admitted that Onesimus has wronged uh, 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 Philemon. So, but let's just go into the book uh, overview, then I'll, I'll go into other things, other lessons. Now, first seven verses started with opening prayer, uh, Paul thanking God for uh, Philemon's faithfulness, uh, and he prays that the partnership or the koinonia, the fellowship uh, uh, that springs from Philemon's faith uh, may, may, may lead him to recognize uh, uh, all the good works in us. So Paul was trying to massage his ego. Um, and he also brought in that word partnership or fellowship, Greek word koinonia, which means sharing mutual participation. Um, so Paul was trying to let him know that this is not just this fellowship I'm talking about is not just in theory, but it is what you do uh, that's trying to also massage his ego. Uh, and then he, he, he made a request, that big bold request that, oh, please take Onesimus back. Now, it is bad enough for Paul to ask uh, uh, Philemon to take Onesimus back as a slave. Paul is not telling him, Paul was not telling him to take him back as a slave. But as a brother, as a beloved brother in the Lord, don't treat him as a slave anymore. I will go into that. Just, just. <laughs> so this is unheard of. It is bad enough to say, okay, forgive him, take him back as your slave. Don't kill him or let him be your slave. But what Paul was saying here is that don't take him back as a slave. Take him back as a brother. Uh, and why should you do this? Because we are now brothers uh we 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 partake in a fellowship and was trying to make a reconciliation uh so now this book is the only book that 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 never talked about uh uh, uh it, it never talked about uh, uh death resurrection of Christ this is one of the books in the new testament in fact, the only book in the new testament that never talked about the death and resurrection of Christ however paul was was practicalizing what Jesus did. Paul was as acting as the bridge between the, the wronged and the offender, the person that offended and the person who was offended. 
So he was trying to 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 or, or practicalize, act out what uh, Jesus did uh, for us on the cross. Uh, and then so he came back to 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 also you know they started the church in Colossae, and Paul has said in Colossians three eleven that whether we are slaves or free, we belong to the same Christ. The Messiah, the Jesus is in all of us. We are brothers together. So he was trying to act out uh, this uh, thing. And he, 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 he ended with final greetings between verse, verse 21 and 25. Uh, and he, he, he added something that um, uh, I know I know you do more than I ask, you know, kind of massaging his ego. And he's like, okay, prepare a guest room for me if I even ask for a guest room. So let's just go to a few uh, lessons that we can learn from all this. Praise God, I hope I'm still audible on Zoom. So what lessons can we learn? Uh, let me read the introduction from my manual, then I'll yes. read some of, thank you, sir. Some of the other things I scribbled down that we can take our questions and contributions. The epistle of Paul to Philemon is one of the books in the New Testament. It is a prison letter written by Paul. Verse one, chapter one, verse one shows that to Philemon, a leader in the Colossian church. For more than two years during his third missionary journey, Paul ministered in Asia Minor among the people of Ephesus. This was a successful period for the apostle to the Gentiles who saw many converts, both resident in Ephesus and visitors to the city. One of the visitors converted under Paul's teaching was a man named Philemon, a slave owner from the nearby city of Colossae. The epistle deals with the themes of forgiveness and reconciliation. Paul does not does this, does did identify himself as an apostle with authority, both as a prisoner of Christ Jesus. On a Simons, a slave that absconded from his master, Philemon, was returning with this epistle wherein Paul asked Philemon to receive him as a beloved brother, verse 16. Paul addressed his beloved brother as a fellow laborer, a title given to those who served for a time alongside Paul. That's, if you look at verse one and verse 24, those are the things that, uh, those are the titles Paul only gave to those who served with him. Onesimus, a runaway slave, had, con had contact with Paul in prison and had become a Christian. Paul therefore wrote this, the owner, Philemon, pleading with him to, give, to forgive Onesimus and take him back without the usual harsh punishments such slaves receive. God reminds us here that even though we may have, we may have the right power and desire to treat others harshly. A far better, more route, a far better route is the road of forgiveness. Praise the Lord. So, um, runaway slave, uh, Onesimus, the truth is that each one of us, uh, uh, we, are, we are runaways, if you want to be honest in that context. We are running away from the way people view us. We are running away from, 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 from the 
things people used to define us. So in one way or the other, each one listening to my, to my voice this evening is running from something. And sometimes God tests us with people. So this was a test to Philemon to see how Philemon will give out forgiveness. I do say something that the people who find it difficult to accept forgiveness are the ones who have not embraced forgiveness. People who find it difficult to forgive themselves, to, for, to let go of things, to forgive uh, the things that have happened, to forgive others, to forgive people. You know, people just keep mounting up pressure of, of, of uh, uh, how you behaved 10 years ago, and they use that to define you all your life. They have not embraced or accepted forgiveness. So God was trying to test Philemon here if he had embraced forgiveness enough. Praise the Lord. So Onesimus was coming to see if you are grown enough. And I'm telling you here, some people listening to me, to me Onesimus is coming. Your Onesimus, someone who deserves every bit of harshness is coming. But God is set to test you to see if you are grown enough, if you are matured enough to go beyond what Onesimus did to you. God is watching to see if someone is grown enough or will still keep uh, being petty of what Onesimus did. So were you old Onesimus hostage with his former self? A number of us hold people hostage with their former self. Paul was telling this guy, he was telling Philemon, this guy is now profitable, not just to me, but to you. We'll get there, get there in a, in a bit. So he says Onesimus means, and if you look at the meaning of Onesimus, the meaning of that name is useful. So Onesimus means useful, but is used to Philemon at a time was limited to servitude because Philemon only saw him as a slave. Sometimes people limit you to how they met you. Paul was able to see his usefulness beyond servitude, beyond slavery. If you understood at this time, uh, uh, if he was a slave, the slave has no rights to anything. The owner of the slave owns everything, both the dead and the alive and the life and death of the whole slave. But sometimes people, people limit you to where they met you. People limit your usefulness to your current, to the situation surrounding how and where they met you. But today, God is changing that story in the name of Jesus. So, uh, Slavery, the, the truth is that slavery is abuse. Slavery is not usefulness, it's abuse. And, and this is, a, this is a, the irony of life. Most useful people often get abused. Most useful people often get abused. Why? Because useful people have a heart of giving. They will always give. They will come back 
and give. And people often take that their heart of giving for granted. If you've been abused in one way or the other, this message is for you. The Lord has sent me to you today to tell you that don't worry, it's going to announce your usefulness. So from all these things, all this abuse, Onesimus ran away. What are you running away from? People have abused you. People have looked at, have, 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 have limited your value to something. I, I, I'm sure this message is for someone tonight. People have limited your value to a spot. And you know you are better than this. From all this, Onesimus ran. So Philemon, on getting this letter, is in a mix. He doesn't want, I mean, is in a me, he wouldn't want to, 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 to reward Onesimus back. Uh, and Onesimus come on his own. Everybody knows that that's a death sentence. So he, he, the, person, he, he, the person who wronged him is coming in the vehicle of the person he loved. So Philemon was in a mix. Okay, another point I, I put here um, is that um, in life, sometimes you need someone else. In fact, most times you need someone else to speak for you. Most times you need someone else to point to you that you can do it. In fact, most of the times you need someone who, who, who owes, I mean, you need someone who, who, who is indebted to someone else to use their indebtedness for you. The guy may want to hurt you, but you, you need to come through the vehicle of someone that is indebted to them, that they, they are owing. It is spiritual arrogance for people to think that, oh, I just need God. Once God is there, man can go and sleep. Sir. This is man that God will use. So whoever it is that you need to speak for your favor, the Lord is introducing them to you tonight in the name of Jesus. Whoever it is that needs to speak, that know that guy can do it. Yes, I trust him. He's done it before. The Lord is introducing you to them tonight in the name of Jesus. Okay. Um, so the only thing standing between Onesimus and death is this love letter from Paul. Hallelujah. So, and when Paul was saying that Onesimus is more useful, not just for him, Paul, but to Philemon himself. Now, extra biblical facts made us realize, or, or to, I mean, suggested that the, the reason why this book was canonized or in, uh, included in Paul's letters is because Onesimus himself became, later became the penman for Paul. Paul dictated some of his later letters to Onesimus to write down. Others even make us realize that Onesimus later became the bishop of the church of Ephesus. He later pastored the church of Timothy. The, the church in Ephesus. So when Paul was saying, this guy is more useful to you, it is not just sentiment. 
Onesimus later became useful. He will have died as a slave. He will still be seen as useful, but it's an abuse. Everything that is abusing you, that is keeping you in the state of slavery today, I speak to it right now. The Lord is delivering you from them right today in the name of Jesus. You are moving into the, 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 the realm of usefulness. You are living the realm of abuse tonight in the name of Jesus. That love letter that needs to accompany you, the place of favor, receive it in the name of Jesus. That person that will say, no, I'm standing for this guy. I will stand for this guy. I will take, that will hold your hand and take you to the palace and introduce you to those who will favor you. Meet the person today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So um, basically, um, uh, uh, this is it. And, and Philemon, in fairness, took back on Onesimus. If he hadn't taken, if he had killed Onesimus, because of the pettiness or, oh, he did, he wronged me. Look at what the church will have missed. The qualities in Onesimus that the church will have missed had Philemon not forgiven. Had Philemon not let go, look at what the church will have missed. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, I don't know if you look at the discussion. We still have time. Do we still have time? Uh, I, I would have loved us to contribute. If you need to, if you want to contribute, please raise your hand on Zoom uh, and unmute yourself. But let me just quickly read a few points here uh, before we conclude. The book follows the fact that the Bible is affirming the personal dignity of every human. Okay, I need to also put this before I go there. Paul would ask for a favor from the rich man Philemon and called him his son, appealing on behalf of another son who is a slave. So the gospel has the capacity to reach out to the rich, people on top of their career, and also reach out to the people low. So when, you, so when we say that, oh, our own ministry is just for the poor, or no, 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 my own ministry is just for the rich, no. The ministry of Christ, the gospel of Christ, has the same capacity to reach out to the rich, top above, as much as to reach out to the down, to the down below. The gospel is, is capable of doing that. Praise the Lord. So, um, based on the fact that God is a God of love and justice, who doesn't want any man to be enslaved? Even in the New Testament time, when slavery was accepted, Bible positively reacts, the re recast the master-slave relationship. Philemon is a story of human forgiveness. It is likely Onesimus has stolen from his master, like we said, and ran away. He met Paul in prison, became a Christian, and even helped meet Paul's needs. Paul appealed to Philemon to forgive Onesimus and welcome him back. So because the fact that someone stole from you today or yesterday doesn't mean that that person is a thief, is a perpetual thief. Because you met someone at a vulnerable time of their life doesn't mean you should define them with that all the days of their life. Praise the Lord. What lessons should we learn from how Paul offered to pay for any debt created by Nosimus 
departure. Paul used himself as a guarantor. Only Duro, <laughs> he said, whatever this guy has done, charge it to my account, I will pay. I mean, that is a father, that shows uh, uh, a fatherly love, a deep fatherly love. It is clear from the epistle that no true reconciliation can happen without forgiveness and mercy, coupled with patience and long suffering. And I mean, Paul, Paul didn't gloss over this. A friend of mine uh, and my, myself were discussing about things like this, how the church often deny realities. Paul didn't deny reality. Paul didn't say, if you just forgive and forget. Paul understood the gravity of what Onesimus had done. Paul acknowledged the fact that Philemon was hurt. He offered to pay back. That is the difference between what some of us in church does. We ignore the fact that the person who is hurt or legitimately has the right to be hurt. That is one thing that, that, that Paul uh, uh, didn't do. And as leaders, we should learn from this. Amen. Quickly, because of time, uh, let's just go ahead. Okay, Paul insisted that both Onesimus and Philemon have an ob obligation to restore their relationship and embrace each one another as each other as brothers in Christ, holding no grudges. They find the different parts of Ones parts Onesimus and Philemon should play. Maybe when we are contributing, please. Uh, I hope someone will be able to define what part, what are the parts of whoever offends and who is offended, uh, what parts should we play? In Philemon, we see a portrayal of the difference between law and grace. Both laws of Roman and Old Testament give Philemon the right to punish on a Simon's a runaway slave, Philemon's property. But the covenant of grace through Christ allows both masters and slaves to fellowship in love as an equal, on an equal basis in the body of Christ. Conclusion, employers, political, religious, and other leaders, as well as parents, should follow the spirit of Paul's teaching. They should treat their employers, employees, subordinates, and co-workers, and family members as members of Christ's body. Christians in the modern society must not view helpers as people to be taken advantage of. Their feelings notwithstanding, but as Christians, brothers and sisters who must be graciously treated, all Christian leaders must recognize that God holds them accountable for the treatment of their subordinates, whether they are Christians or not. Okay. Let's have contribution from Zoom. Contributions before we close. Anybody? Okay, in order not to waste our time, uh, let me see if there are questions on Facebook. Okay, uh, we're closing right on time. Uh, thank you. Does anybody have any contribution before we pray? Okay, if there are questions on Facebook, uh, I can answer them later. Uh, let's just wrap up now. 
Thank you very much for joining. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, God bless you. I'll see you next week, Tuesday, by the grace of God. Uh, we're almost through with the Bible. So we are on in Hebrews next week. Hebrews is a very, very lovely book. Uh, we'll read that next week by the grace of God. Father, we thank you for this time. Lord, I pray for someone that has hurt, someone that is hurting, someone that has been offended, and I pray for the grace to reconcile, someone that has hurt people, the grace to be humble enough to go seek for forgiveness, if it was in the name of Jesus. Those of us running away from something, those of us that need a letter of recommendation to the palace, receive that letter this week in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this study. Lord, let it profit our souls in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, Amen. wonderful uh, evening. Bye. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah, bye.